Hey, this is Kurt. And this is Jen. And this is Kurt and Jen Make a Podcast. And this week we're talking about Kurt's pick. Prince. Or the artist formerly known as Prince. That's, okay, so how old were you when that was going on? Were you aware of that? I was 100% aware of it. And I very much appreciated his Muppet uh, Muppet Tonight appearance in which uh, they address that. Because he's like, well, they're like, what's your name? And they're like, and he's like, well, it's not, it's not pronounceable. It's a symbol. It's a symbol. And I'm like, and that's wonderful. I want to change my name to a symbol that no one can pronounce too. So this was, if I remember correctly, this was like 92, right? So you were sure. watching. You could say whatever you want to say. And I'm going to say yes. Cause it was like 92, 93, I think when he made that and do you know what I thought. Okay. So here's what I thought it was funny was that he made this big deal about, all right, I am changing my name. It's no longer Prince. It is now this unpronounceable symbol. And then he puts out an album by the New Power Generation, you know, Prince and the New Power Generation. And the first song on that album is this one. My name is He comes out with the song, My Name is Prince, even after he just changed his name. And I was like, come on, dude, pick a lane. <laughs> I, I don't know, hilarious. man. He's, he is, the, he is the, the prince. He is a prince. No, he is prince. Oh, now you're, giving, you're doing what you accused me of, of screwing up the articles. He's not the prince. He's prince. He's prince. That's right. But I am going to screw up the articles because he's royalty, clearly. So he is a prince as well as being prince and the artist formerly known thereas. <laughs> okay. All yeah. right. Fair enough. But uh, but I, I I dig that song. That was uh, that was a funky song. I mean, all of his songs are funky. I really. All of his outfits are funky. Oh, I think yes. I found this meme on Facebook that was different birds dressed like Prince. <laughs> and it was all these exotic birds and then a picture of Prince in an outfit that looked exactly like the exotic bird. And you're like, yeah, he is an exotic bird. That's accurate. <laughs> Prince is, is an exotic bird or was an exotic bird. Yeah. So, so yeah. in general, Prince is a pretty serious guy, right? Yeah. It's he's like pretty serious and pretty serious about getting down with the ladies, right? I suppose so. I right? mean I don't know what we're segueing into this, but I'm just saying that a lot of the stuff are you know, a lot of the stuff that we're gonna bring up in this episode is going to revolve around the songs that uh you know are about getting down. At least th- those are the ones that I I picked out. I mean, I per- feel like I feel like Kurt is just very skewed here in what he's fit. <laughs> I'm skewed. I mean, granted, I did pick Prince. I'm just stating the baseline <laughs> is Prince is a serious guy. He loves getting down with the ladies. In addition to that, he's got a really humorous side to him. Um, but that is serious. That is, of course, overshadowed by the first two points that I would Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the humorous side to him is a lot smaller than those other two. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I loved how much fun they poked at Prince when, they, when he was on the Muppets. I know we talked about the Muppets briefly, but we're going to talk about him again. Please. Because they were in full leather and like lacy outfits. And the elephant was wearing... Um, assless chaps which was amazing the elephant muppet was wearing assless chaps first of all i was not even aware of an elephant muppet well there is does he have a name i don't know that kurt i didn't go into that much detail but i watched the entire thing again just today to be prepared for this wow i know i have a commitment and it's called muppets i i have a vision of I, I do remember seeing like him in on the Muppet Show, and I think Scooter wearing like the uh, like the uh, Purple Rain outfit. Is oh, that, that was Gonzo. Gonzo was wearing Gonzo. That. 
Okay. I thought Gonzo was wearing the purple. Now I don't know. Okay. So was Scooter not in that episode? I don't recall Scooter in that episode, but that doesn't mean he's not in it. It just means that I do not recall him in that episode. And it was the Muppets Tonight, not the Muppet Show. Right, right. Right. Not the because, original. Right. Right. Because Prince is much younger than the original <laughs> Muppet Show. And you are much younger than the original Muppet Show. Why, right. thank you. I don't think I ever saw any of the uh, Muppet Tonight. I, maybe like bits of it, but I not, mean, no. you're missing out. I mean, I don't understand why we're friends if you haven't seen everything that Jim Henson's ever done and that the Jim Henson Studios has ever done. Okay, we're we're going a bit astray. I don't, are we? I thought this was a podcast about me talking about weird things. No. Today we're going to talk about Prince. Okay, well, if we're going to talk about Prince, um, I do want to bring up a song, Daddy Pop, for its amazing word play. And I'm going to play it right here. What kind of fool is this? That thinks daddy will miss. What kind of boy with this? A list as long as his to reassemble. I got grooves and grooves up on the shelf. I the uh ridiculous oversexed oh daddy in the background. I'm like I know that that's not that was not intended to be humorous. <laughs> but we're in 2021 and that is humorous now because I'm like seriously y'all like this was this was part of the song you wrote this out you wrote out backup dancers sing oh daddy mm. all right that was a choice uh concord jams also made me laugh too so okay. it was funny but it is even funnier being played today so so the term daddy has a very specific connotation in today's parlance with the young people am I no, you're I, you're looking like you don't. It's okay. Well, why I, don't you why don't you elucidate a little bit? Because I feel like the I feel like what you're going to describe has been that way for a long time. Oh, I think that a, a daddy refers to a, a handsome older gentleman. Okay, sure. Yeah, it's always been that. Oh, it has been. Okay, it's I, always been that. That was, and I also think that it's. Uh, also, bigger... I am like I am Cuban descent, so it is a very common colloquial term to call your significant other, mommy or daddy. Yeah, I've never really understood that one. That uh, that never made sense to me. But I believe it's also uh, a big term in the uh, gay community. But I am I'm not an expert in that area. No. Uh, as a matter of fact, I I well. You're right. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I'm not an expert at that. That being said, uh, Prince is not a daddy. <laughs> he's he's not. Uh, he doesn't give that older vibe. Even though. Well, okay. So again, so like in Hispanic cultures, it doesn't mean you have to be older. It just means the significant other who has power in the relationship, and it is like an in term of endearment. Okay. That is it. That is the whole thing. That is why those words are used still very weird to me that it would be used for a significant other like that but hey you guys do you right <laughs> yeah whatever works for you guys i just like the overly sexed up version of it in the background like i'm like i know that that's probably what you call him behind you know closed doors i don't know if i need to know all of this but that's kind of his deal so <laughs> let's let's see all of behind the curtain there so I do think that somewhere along the line uh, that, you know, Prince kind of like held back the the explicitness of his sexual nature just because of uh, societal norms. Then at some point in time, it sort of caught up and then he increased a little bit more. And then he was like, you know, I am going to leave a little bit of innuendo. <laughs> but uh, I'm sorry, it, where was the innuendo in Prince? <laughs> well, I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't go full pornographic descriptions of what's going on. He still uses some innuendo. Okay. <laughs> um, off of that same album, I believe that was off of Diamonds and Pearls, if I remember correctly. Jen agrees with me completely. <laughs> Jen always agrees, especially <laughs> when she doesn't know the album names. Um, 
that and that that was when I was in college. I, I'm I'm guessing like the '91 time frame. And one of the other songs off of that album, if I am remembering correctly, is the song "Get Off," which. Get this. This also has sexual innuendo in it. I mean, when you said the words to the title, I was 100% sure. So again, what of that it was innuendo? Because I'm not sure. Because I, I don't know if we have the same definition of what an innuendo is. <laughs> well, so... Because somebody just told all, me that they didn't get full, like, you know... Right. So, I mean, you're swinging that big ass round so we can work on the zipper so they can fuck. <laughs> That's where they left off. That's where the innuendo is, right? <laughs> Okay. Okay. I mean, weird. Like that is that is a grasping at an innuendo, friend. Well, that that is not an innuendo. So there is uh, what I what I liked about that little snippet there is where he's talking about uh, remind me of something James used to say, and then he's got this. Uh, it's like a I don't I can't tell exactly if it's a sample or if it's just intended to sound like a sample of uh, a James Brown song, and. Uh, and you can even hear like the little record, like he adds these like little record pops, you know, so it sounds like he's putting a James Brown record on and it just sounds really cool to me. Um, and I really dig that. And well, I, Olive Prince sounds really cool to me. So, and I love the fact that he is, uh, you know, reverential to James Brown and I, I'm not sure that he shows like a lot of uh, reverence well, to it, other acts, but he loves James Brown and that's cool. If me. you're going to get down, you have to say James, like you have to give homage to James Brown. Yes. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. And then there was another, um, so in the refrain of this, they had um, another artist. I, don't remember his name, but he was doing some background vocals, and it was very, actually, very prominent uh, background vocals where he'd say, where you know the background singer would say, "Get off," and he'd say, "23 positions in a one night stand," and then again, off. where is this innuendo? I'm not so, seeing any innuendo. No, here. that part not necessarily a bunch of innuendo. Not Although innuendo. you could actually describe all 23 positions, and I'd just like to say, I think 23 positions in a one night stand. That's that's a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot that of work. It's a lot of work. And I mean, yeah. I mean, it would be intimidating, I would think, at a one night stand. I mean, that's uh, one night stands are usually, I don't know, shorter, and uh, I don't know. I guess not if you're Prince. I yes, that's clearly that's the difference the between Prince and me. And the Prince <laughs> and all of humanity. Yeah, I mean. If, if we get to seven positions, that's a lot <laughs> in a one night stand, but just saying. All right. Well, that is good to know, <laughs> Kurt. I did not need to know any of that information, but now I know too much of no, it. Nobody needed <laughs> to know it, but but seriously, 23, that's a lot. It's It does seem, it does seem a touch excessive, just a touch. I mean, don't you do anything else? Aren't you thirsty? I mean, at that point in time, you'd get thirsty. You know what I mean? And not in not in the colloquial sense of thirsty, because obviously you're not thirsty at that point. Right? Yeah. After 15, you're like, whoa. You're like, I, well hydrated plenty. in Thank the colloquial you. term, but not hydrated in the actual term. That's right. all I'm saying. I'm just looking out for your health and well-being. That's what I'm doing. So another song that I... Uh, really enjoy this is a collab with sheena easton are you familiar with the song you got the look mm-hmm. i love this song and there's a, a part of it that uh, is very funny to me well let's hear it kurt okay jen that was me stalling for time as i get this next song queued up but uh, well cool. we can't have that on this podcast you should have gotten that ready to go <laughs> We already had an awkward pause where I didn't quite pull the trigger quick enough on my song. So, (laughs) 
People aren't paying nothing to listen to this <laughs> podcast, Kurt. I again want to know where these innuendos are because I believe she said uh, something about your face is jamming. Jam- your body yeah, your face is jamming. Your body's and let's get to ramen. Let's get to ramen. Yeah. Like I don't. Know, where is the innuendo? I I'm actually not arguing that there's a whole lot of innuendo here, but uh, but ramen is a is a term that you can use in uh, polite company when you're talking Can't- about fucking. <laughs> Which is not a term that you can what? use. There is a little polite bit of company that. are you in that say that are discussing that in a ramming sense of what, like sense. Well, I'm just saying the word itself. I mean, if you're using, uh, pardon me, while my lady and I get to ramming. <laughs> no, that's not. Yeah, I was going to say company, that but, doesn't that doesn't feel like but, a polite company situation. But that's still way more polite than saying fucking. Is it? Is it? It is. It is the so, definition of innuendo. <laughs> okay, but, well. Let's... But the funny part about, about that is where, he, you know, Prince is getting this, you know, this broad declaration that here we are, the dream we all dream of, boy versus girl in the World Series of Love, and, and Sheena Easton's like, oh, please. <laughs> uh, I just love that he's he wrote that in as like, okay, now you're going to just not deal with that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that shit. Yeah. And I mean, so. you you got to get down to it. That's all I'm saying. You got to get down to it. <laughs> it's why do we need flowery language before? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's not always a move you need to make. So speaking of innuendo, um, this is one of the worst innuendo songs that I found, <laughs> um, but it is humorous. And this is a little ditty called Vicky Waiting. even like he wasn't even referring to her as a cathedral in a take me to church kind of way like that was just a nut i mean what are you doing with that that's not a great way to lead don't do that that's not mm, not appropriate <sighs> but it is hilarious is that is that about vicky vale <laughs> no idea because no. i don't know who vicky vale is vicky vale from batman oh yeah probably because it is from the Batman soundtrack. Okay, okay. There we go. Very good. That That is interesting that you chose a song from the Batman soundtrack, and you didn't pick this song. Oh. Which is, by the way, this song, and I know that when you're creating a soundtrack and a song for a uh, major motion picture and that you're encouraged to use a lot of you know, clips and things like that, that maybe you don't have complete artistic control, but this song's kind of ridiculous <laughs> and it's kind of silly, but um, I'm going to play a little bit of the song Bat Dance. Stop the press. Stop the press. Who is that? Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. I like Batman. Bruce Wayne. I tried to avoid all this, but I can't. So this is, you know, starts. It's got a Prince guitar solo in it, which of course makes it a good song. But then all this, like little, uh, these clips that are put on, where they're like, I, I like Batman. It just sounds so ridiculous. And it is ridiculous, but. 
I will say that Batman, the stupid Batman theme, like the no 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 Batman is my favorite thing to play because I can't play a lot of things on my ukulele. And he borrows that theme is so great because it's so simple, and even Prince is borrowing from it. Yeah, I mean Batman. Yeah, and it's like, anyway, it's bad, and this is like a six over six minute long song, and it's. I don't think there's any Prince singing in it. It's just, you know, obviously the, you can hear the Prince groove and the Prince guitar, but it's not. Uh... But Prince is the listed artist on this. Oh, yeah. Well, and Prince... not just various. like. Um, I'm not sure if uh, if he's got. No, I, I think that he is considered the artist. And obviously he, he was given free reign. Well, he is the that. artist. That's, yeah, yeah. you know, he's the artist formerly known as Prince. He's the artist. Um, and. So during this time, he started, he was dating Kim Basinger, which, and he created, he did uh, a couple of uh, songs with her, which is kind of his move, right? <laughs> I mean, it's a solid way. It's a solid way to, to like, just solidify that. <laughs> and so I will bring up, and okay, in my mind, I think that every time, and and this is I know bad uh, bad logic, but I just assume that every time that Prince is collaborating with a a female artist that they're sleeping together. I always assume that. Well, it is Prince, so is you Prince. could you could assume that of anyone that's collaborating with Prince. You know, like it's. So with with Kim Basinger, they were uh, confirmed to be dating during that time. So, but he also uh, he appeared on the show New Girl. And oh, I love New Girl. Recorded a song with uh, Zoe Deschanel. Oh, did they sleep together too? So, the, none of my business. However, I assume that they have. Okay, well, that seems fair. And then uh, he also wrote the song uh, Manic Monday as a gift to Susanna Hoffs. Which, so they were sleeping together. Again, I don't have, you know don't have any proof, do you, how many times do you have to sleep with prince to get a song <laughs> i'm just i'm just i was just asking like i do i do you think it's once or do you think it's like multiple times well i i think you have to go through at least 23 positions <laughs> i mean that's what the song said so if that's just a cursory explanation of the prince process <laughs> I don't know. There, uh, there probably isn't like a set rule, but uh, <laughs> there might be a set rule. Have you met Prince? Like, or not? Have you like heard of Prince? He used to have Carmen Electra sleep in her full makeup, so that if he called on her in the middle of the night, she would still look beautiful and Carmen Electra like. And I'm like, what the? That's fucking Carmen Electra. You don't. She doesn't need any makeup. She is a beauty. I I agree. That that yeah. is weird. Yeah. And. While we're also talking about other artists that he wrote for, he also wrote for uh, Sinead O'Connor, Nothing Compares to You. And maybe this says more about me than it does about all these other people, but I don't necessarily assume that they slept together. (laughs) I don't know. I I could still see it. Oh, I could definitely see it. I mean, unfortunately, I've been seeing all of these in my head, which is not always a great picture. (laughs) But... There you have it. This is what you get on Curtain Gen Make a Podcast. If you want good humor, you've got to really visualize. You've got to really visualize. <laughs> Even if it's to your own detriment. All right. Did you enjoy uh, Purple Rain? The, the I movie? Did. <laughs> I, di- I did, but I think it's only because Prince is cute. Like, I'm pretty sure that that was the whole reason. Okay. Yeah. Because I can't remember a single plot point. Yeah. That's not saying a lot because I do forget movies almost immediately after I watch them. But I do not remember a single plot point for Purple Rain. Not a single one. So I do remember the scene where, uh, you know, they're on the motorcycle and Prince says that he tells Apollonia that he needs to purify herself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> of course, I am a. 13, 14 year old boy seeing this movie in the theater. I remember that scene very vividly. Um, I can't imagine why, Kurt. <laughs> I don't know why that sounds like it would stick there forever. 
but it was uh it was also uh yeah kind of problematic in in retrospect like his yeah that sounds incredibly problematic again i have no memory of it but just that description sounds incredibly problematic well and then of course telling her that that's not like minnetonka and it's all for naught but in any event uh what I do re- I do love all of the concert film that they have from from that movie uh including you know the time which actually at the time I was not a huge prince fan but I I just really dug when uh, the time came up and did jungle love and uh the bird um and uh and actually there was one song that came out that that on the Purple Rain soundtrack that the beginning of it actually made me laugh and I'm probably, maybe not for the reason that it ought to, but uh, here's the beginning of Computer Blue. Wendy? Yes, Lisa. Is the water warm enough? Yes, Lisa. Shall we begin? Yes, Lisa. a weird mix of ai voice and like porn music i don't what is happening it is like they just combined porn music and an ai voice that is alexa is telling you what's gonna happen next it's very disturbing well that is wendy and lisa from uh the revolution and they are i i can only assume that they are preparing for some sexual act but the part that part that makes me laugh is that Either, either, well, either they're preparing for some sexual act and they're heating up water in like a, you know, like an old school hot plate or something like that. And they're, it's not heating up instantly. Like they don't have hot water running in there wherever they are or they're making tea. So (laughs) one of those two. I don't know. Cause it, you've got like straight up porn music in the background. So I just don't know. That's like, well, I that's what the That's some weird tea. Like if you're, if you're drinking tea to that music, who are you as a person and can we be best friends cuz it sounds hilarious. I, you sound like a hilarious character. I don't I still don't know what the water is for, but uh I Well, if I it's hope for it's tea, especially if, it's for if we tea, can like read great. some high fantasy while we're drinking our tea and having porn music just randomly in the background. So that is what Computer Blue is about. It's about computer porn, which is oh, just I did not know. Yeah, just getting uh, getting up on its feet back in the uh, mid eighties. <laughs> now it's now it's what we all do on our phones. That's all that your phone is for. It's really all that it's for. Let's be honest. That's that's what a hundred percent of people. Use right, it for. and it doesn't have that blue, you know, computer glow anymore. Right. So. Well, you can turn the blue off. Like you can have a blue filter now. So there that's you there. You go. No more blue computer. Oh boy. Well, that mention previously of Purple Rain did make me think of a little song called Movie Star. And I'm only going to play it for one little part. Body oil, check. Incense, check. Fireman Records, double check. I'm going to get some serious draws tonight, think I ain't? Let's see, if I tell Gilbert Rome to meet me at 11 and I creep at 10, that'll give me an hour free reign. Mo draws, mo draws. Not that Dressed, I had a couple sips of wine Boo, I swear to God My suit was hanging fine Everybody at the club feet When I stepped from my limousine They said, ooh, it's good to see I said, oh, it's good to be seen Is Prince going out in a Flintstones car? <laughs> also, why is Prince pre-gaming for anything? Did you write down Flintstones car? That is very disturbing Flintstone Oh my God, Kurt <laughs> That's exactly what I wrote. I down. had cartoon car sound effect written down <laughs> as well. Um yeah, I don't so first first why does Prince have to pregame for anything? Cuz he had a couple sips of wine, right? And then sure. how many drawers does he need? You don't you can take the drawers off before you do that. That's all I'm saying. That is no. the more acceptable way. No, I don't think that's what he means. He is hunting drawers. Oh, is he looking for Yes. For prophylactics, that seems no, like a good choice. No, 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 not prophylactics. I believe that that is like a trophy for all the ladies. Oh, that's, that's what I their interpreted. drawers. Yes, there you go. Oh, I see, I see, I see. <laughs> I see. Okay, well, whatever. Um, I don't know why he's in a Flintstones car. Yeah, but this and this whole song is kind of... Um, 
it, it's like he's playing the character of a movie star and who's like more flash than substance. And the, the whole thing is kind of funny that he's playing a, a humorous character. I but, agree with you. But adding the uh, Flintstone sound effect at the beginning is... Uh, a clear winner. Oh, yes. It's a <laughs> yes. chef's kiss. Yes, there you go. So on that note, Kurt. Yes, Jen. Do you want to take a little break? Let's do that. So, Jen, in doing a little research for for bands, I sometimes send out like a message to either like a, the, the re, a subreddit or on Twitter to see what some of the fans think of or some of the funniest songs. And in this case, I actually uh, specifically reached out to a person that I follow on Twitter, uh, Casey St. Onge, and forgive me if I'm pronouncing that wrong, but she was like, she was a, uh, she worked on Letterman and she was the executive producer of Busy Tonight. And I have been following her for ages on on Facebook. Or on, I'm and sorry, she on responded, Twitter. she responded to you. She responded to me. Yes. Oh, it's very impressive. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so I basically said, "Hey, what's you know what print songs did you uh, uh, do you think are funny?" And she actually wrote back and gave me a few suggestions. And I just want to say thank you, Casey. Uh, I think I've been following her since she was on uh, Never Not Funny. Uh, she was really funny on that show, and started following her after I heard that. And uh, you should follow Casey as well. Uh, I, and I will. And it is at. Casey, C-A-I-S-S-E. And uh, so anyway, she a uh, few of the suggestions that we're doing here are based on, on her suggestion, um, including this one, which is a, a, a song I wasn't very familiar with called Joint to Joint. Oh, I am and, not familiar with this one either. And it's... Uh, Takes a true Prince fan. Yeah. And this is... You're going to sit down for a second, Jen, because this is a song... About getting down with a woman. Oh my God, no. <laughs> Prince never does those kinds of songs. We didn't just do 30 minutes of that earlier before the break. So, and there's a little segment in here that uh, that was pretty funny that I wanted to play. Oh great, now you think you're my soulmate. You don't even know what kind of cereal I like. Wrong. Captain Crunch. With soy milk. Cause cows are for calves. You'd probably take me for half. You don't love me. You're a faker. You just want me for my acres. (laughs) Captain Crunch with soy milk. First of all, as somebody who had a lactose intolerance for a time, no one likes soy milk. (laughs) <laughs> not even people who can only drink soy milk like soy milk. I, I have to admit, I actually prefer almond milk. Quite yeah, almond better. milk is much better. Is it bad for the environment? Yes, it is. But I still like it. Do I drink it? I do. But, oh my God, Captain <laughs> Crunch is one of the least flavorful of all of the cereals. This reminds me of the Patton Oswalt set where he talks about how like the older you get, the worse the cereal is and more like death. Yes, I remember that bit. The uh, 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 Sorghum Farms. <laughs> sorghum Farms. <laughs> so what is your... Uh, you don't strike me as someone that enjoys the sugary cereal. I don't eat cereal anymore, but I was so tempted because this year they put out a Peeps cereal and I was this close to buying it because, oh my God, if it, your cereal doesn't have marshmallows, it's not cereal. <laughs> also i don't eat cereal so there's that okay um yeah if i eat any kind of cereal like substance it's in the form of a funfetti energy ball so i make like <laughs> i put like peanut butter and oats and like chocolate chips and uh sprinkles and it's delicious okay and then i roll them up okay i i don't i i stay away from the sugary cereal myself however back in the day peanut butter cap and crunch it was better than regular cap and crunch yeah, but that's not saying a lot. And Count Chocula is the Count Chocula was where it's at. That's, that's the right. winner. Because so it's, it's both chocolate and, and marshmallows. marshmallows. Exactly. It's a winner. It's a, if I couldn't get that, then I wanted Cocoa Puffs. Like I it's it's a poor man's Count Chocula. But because but it doesn't have the marshmallows. They don't have it all the time. So I don't understand I mean, I would eat it 
in April. I have it downstairs right now next to my Frankenberry. How do you have it? Is it <laughs> because do you have every, like 40 boxes at Halloween no, time? No. So, so what happens is every year we do a weird white elephant gift exchange where the idea is to have the weirdest, most fun object that everyone will want to steal, right? And so one year it was a trio of Count, uh, Count Chocula, uh, Frankenberry, and Booberry. And I can't bring myself to open them because I know that I will eat them all in one sitting. Um, but I was the lucky winner because if I'm invited to a white elephant, you know, I'm going to win. Um, and that were you the winner if you're not even enjoying the cereal? I am enjoying it. (laughs) I'm enjoying it much in the same way as the toy collector from Toy Story. Was he the villain? Yes, he was. Did he still enjoy it? Yes, he did. (sighs) Wow. Okay. I know. Jen, you should enjoy your life. Eat the cereal. Okay, I'm going to just reverse that on Kurt every time he says something about being vegan. Okay, (laughs) so getting back to Prince, you know, this guy is amazing. And the way that he opens his songs are amazing. And this little ditty, um, I could not find anywhere else, but this live track, I know Kurt doesn't love it when I do this, is from YouTube. And it is Black MF in the house. And let's just listen to this amazing start. I hate when them jigs come in the house. <laughs> Ain't been in a club five minutes for six or seven cuss words flying out his mouth. Fuck that. Hand all on his erection. Biatch. Making rude gestures in my wife's direction. And don't you hate it when they get up and dance? I don't watch Soul Train, I ain't got a chance. What the hell they got to come in for? Next time we need a big white sign at the door that says, no black motherfuckers in the house. That is just a delightful intro. That is a good accent that he had there too. And it was solid and it didn't waver. He had very much commitment to that character. And I appreciated it. Very good. What yeah. what album was that on? I have no idea, Kurt, because I don't know. Okay, that uh, all right. That that is one that uh, has escaped my attention. But all right, it's a great intro. I really enjoyed it. And he did that same accent on "Wait for It Muppet Tonight" when he <laughs> pretended that he was on their version of Hee Haw. <laughs> so he's got he's got these accents and these voices like he, he had that in, um, in you got the look where, you know, he'll, I don't think it's very much like, uh, like post-production. I think he changes his voice to, Oh yeah. I think that that's a hundred percent Prince. And which is just amazing. Cause he's got that, he's got that really deep voice and he's got the, that there's the screaming voice and he's got the really high, like almost helium-y sounding voice. Yeah. And I think he just does all of those. And he just has range, friend. He just has he's range. got range. That, yeah. If you're just trying to enumerate the, the areas where Prince and Kurt are different, that would be another one. It's range in the voice. I, is that what today's episode is? Because I did not understand this. It like that you were, you were listing those things. Okay. That's not what I was going for, but Okay. I feel like Kurt's being a little insecure. Well, (laughs) I mean, if you're being, if you're being compared to Prince, wouldn't you as well? Who is comparing you to Prince? (laughs) You are comparing you to Prince. That is the funniest part of this whole podcast. Oh God. Uh, It just happens. It just happens. Just everyone just compares him to Prince. I mean, (laughs) it's a hard life. It's a hard life. But somebody's going to do it. So Prince put out an album of uh, a, a lot of songs that he wrote for other people and that he recorded himself. And this is one that I was not aware that he wrote. And I think that it's awesome. And it made me laugh to hear it. <laughs> That's good enough. I've been watching you I think I 
I um, am so sad that our podcasters, our podcast listeners, cannot see that dance that just happened. Because <laughs> Kurt did the like thing where you shimmy your boobs out and then shimmy them back in. I don't know if that's what you were going for, but as a lady, that's what I call that. I call it the boob shimmy. Um, I was shimmying some boobs there. Yep. Yeah. It's, I don't think you, I mean, you don't have, I'm not trying to imply that you have boobs. I'm just saying that it's, it was humorous and I enjoyed it. I, that the motion was accurate. That is correct. Okay. All right. I'm just making sure. Cause it was very By solid. The, it, it's not shocking to me, but I did not know that Prince wrote that or was a co-writer of that song. That uh, that I knew that time was uh, an independent enterprise, and I. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he's a co-writer on that song, and uh, I dig I dig Prince's version of it. Does he do the ape sounds at the beginning of this of this song too? I don't because we were just talking about his range as a vocalist. I if he wanted to. Then he did. Yeah. Then he could have. He could have been that monkey. Exactly. You just don't know. He's that good. He's that good. That's all I'm saying. This actually reminds me of another time that he did a funny voice. And that was on a little song called Yeah, You Know. Minnesotan accent? I'm not sure. Like a UP accent? Like Upper Peninsula? I have no idea. Well, yeah, I mean, of course you know that he's from Minnesota, right? Well, yeah, I got yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, good, I good. know yes. that. But it was a very, like, very Minnesota accent. Like, to the levels of you would never see Prince speak with a Minnesota accent. I know. And it just made me laugh so much because I'm like, because I listened to the song and I'm like, yeah, you know, I heard somebody said that this was funny. And then I got to that part. And I'm like, this is why it's funny <laughs> right here. Just imagining Prince in all of his Prince regalia, right? Because it's regalia. He doesn't wear, he, he either wears costumes or regalia. Like, that's it. He doesn't wear clothing. Okay. <laughs> Pr- the clothing wears Prince. Like, that's how it works. Um, just to see that with a Minnesota accent is just a joy and a delight. Yeah, I. Although I kind of, I, I picture Prince even as a kid, just sort of rejecting that uh, that Minnesota accent and just yeah, going I for with sure the, do. The, you you know his quiet, reserved talk, very serious, very sexy. He's always like, "Hey, teacher, can I get a little bit more time on this test?" Yeah, I think I'm you Prince. Can do that for me. Can you do that for me? You know you want to. And you're like and the teacher's like, You're in second grade. You do not get any extra time on this test. No, I think the teacher would be like, Okay, for you, Prince. <laughs> Just for you. Don't tell anyone. Okay, because I could get in trouble. Oh, so funny. So dang funny. Have you ever seen the movie Sign of the Times? That is a good question, and I don't think I have. It is a concert movie, and it is Probably the second best concert movie. Of the all second time. best concert movie. Yes. What's the first best concert movie? I have questions. Stop making sense. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you know, the those two, you know, if, if there are some Prince fans out there that say that it's better than Stop Making Sense, I'm not going to argue with you. In my in my world, it's it's uh, yeah, Stop Making Sense than Sign of the Times, and. And I wanted to play a clip because I, I watched this uh, a, a lot when I was in high school. Uh, a friend of mine was, you know, a huge Prince fan. I watched this a number of times. And there was a scene that I can't find a clip for, but it was where, in, so in this, in this whole concert, uh, Sheila E. is the drummer, right? I think they have a separate percussionist, but she's the drummer. And at one point in time, they bring out two drum sets and Prince and her do a drum duel, and it is phenomenal. Uh, and does Sheila E. win? Well, they don't have an official scoring committee, so Sheila e. wins. <laughs> at one point in time, uh, when they're going back and forth, uh, Prince has this th- little throwaway line that I thought was so funny, 
and you know after she has this great solo and he goes not bad for a girl and then goes into his thing and you can tell that it's tongue tongue in cheek because Sheila E is just kicking ass she's amazing yeah and while i couldn't find that particular clip i did want to play a little clip of a different drum solo that she had from that movie um and this is i believe that the title of the song is two nigs unite for west compton um that was the title on the the black album and then they redid it and they changed it quite a bit but i believe that that's the title uh in the in the movie and i do have a little clip of that uh this other drum solo which is just phenomenal and this is all hail chile e Phenomenal. And she's doing that wearing stilettos. <laughs> well, in fairness, you can sit down when you're playing the drums. Is she standing for that? Well, she does actually stand, like, the, the part that we just heard, she is sitting for that because she's working the bass drums. But then uh, she does stand up uh, a little bit later when she's uh, doing a lot of the heavy cymbal work. But uh, she does, like, and she does do a lot of standing with her congas, I think. The you know where are you like, referring to her breasts? <laughs> <laughs> I know you weren't, but it was funny to do it. Yes. All right. Um, or marimbas? I don't know. What? Well, I don't. Know I've never played the drums. I have days. no idea. It's fine. But uh, but like when she did glamorous life, and she was doing the stand, like in the video, she was standing up, and he had the two drums and the cowbell, and she was doing the thing. Um, anyway. She's a phenomenal drummer. Wanted to play a little bit of that. And uh, I thought it was pretty funny when Prince was just tweaking her by saying, not bad for a girl. <laughs> Definitely so intended. Rude. I understand that it sounds rude coming from me, but it really sounded like. Like they joking. were having fun. Yes. That's exactly. fine. I'm still angry that I was not allowed to play the drums in middle school. So whatever. You're allowed to play the drums now, Jen. I know, but now I don't have the like wherewithal to like to go to classes and learn it all because I don't know anything about the drums and when I was in like the fourth or third third grade fourth grade whatever I was like I want to be the drummer but there was only one spot available and I went to a dude because I was too small to play the kit I'm like gosh darn it so you need to get one or both of your kids interested in playing the drums and then you can do it with them yeah fingers crossed fingers because kids love that yeah well they don't they don't love that at all that's true but if there are drums in the house then that makes it that much easier for you to it does make it that much easier my nephew is playing the drums now which is so exciting cool yeah but he's in phoenix so does not help me again so hey kurt yeah is it time for I have one more song before we get to that uh, very exciting part of the of the podcast. Um, this was another uh, another song that uh, Casey uh, recommended in that tweet, and this is a little song called "International Lover," which of it, okay, this is a song about Prince getting down with. Someone. Oh my God! Wait, no, hold on. You're no. <laughs> it's true. Our Prince. <laughs> <laughs> that prince but the uh the in this segment so he is talking about he's doing like a, a pilot announcement this is your pilot prince speaking you are flying aboard the seduction 747 and this plane is fully equipped with anything your body desires I will automatically drop down 
down to apply more. Good night. <laughs> How was that not your funniest song? Well, that. Because I just asked you if we were going to go into the funniest song. Right. And, and you, there's one more. That is funny. not your funniest song? That's Because if good. I had that, I would have, that would have been my funniest song. <laughs> How dare how dare you? I'm offended because now that would have been my funniest song. <laughs> now my funniest oh my song God. is going to be my second funniest song. Okay, fair enough. Because that was amazing. And thank you, Casey, for letting us know. <laughs> so if there's a loss in cabin pressure, I will come down and apply that pressure. <laughs> what on earth is he even saying? <laughs> Does he take, does he, is he just like going through life being like, how can I make that sexy? (laughs) How can I make going, like having your airplane lose cabin pressure and start its like inevitable decline into the earth? How can I, how can I make that sexy though? So I don't think, so there's like two minds of thought. There's like one that it's like constantly like beautiful minding, figuring out how he can make everything (laughs) sexy. Or like those improvisers that are like, my brain is totally empty. I just go at, I just do what I do. And Prince does. That's what I do when I do improv. (laughs) It's 100% empty upstairs. So he's not thinking about it. He's just making it sexy. Making it sexy. He just is sexy. So wherever he is, is more sexy by him being there. That is right. Okay. Now, Jen, it is time. It's time. For the funniest Prince song. Well, I'm going to go first because mine I know isn't the funniest because we just listened to what would have been my pick for the funniest song. I'm going to make a revised asterisk in the notes to reflect that. But my favorite song is a song in which he just says gibberish. Um, And no matter what he says, it sounds amazing. Um, That is a little song called Starfish and Coffee. If you what i mean this doesn't make this is like literally the most throwaway ridiculous song like if you had put these lyrics in front of literally any other artist everyone would be like this is the most terrible song ever prince sings it and it is so good and i want to sing along with it and i'm like yeah yeah starfish and coffee and i'm like yeah let's get into this all right and i'm like listening to lyrics like why do i like any of this it's hilarious and i love you prince thank you and and you know when you hear songs and not just Prince songs but like other songs that are like you know you kind of break down the lyrics and you're like that oh, means nothing I could yeah, yeah I could write <laughs> lyrics that, I can write lyrics if yeah. that's what they're if that's what I'm going for but then you hear him perform and it's like I yeah okay oh, yeah, well no, I, can't, I can't do that I can't yeah, do that yeah. part of it I can't do the super sexy about everything <laughs> right starfish and cafe and I'm like what how is this sexy I don't understand what's happened that, yeah, how did you is... do that Prince okay I yeah I can't directly connect the dots starfish and coffee to sex but there, there's got to <laughs> be sure some dots yeah, there there's got to be something because <laughs> he's not singing about these aquatic animals and no. I don't know. I have no idea what's happening, but I love it. Uh, it is my second funniest song. Okay, right there. very good. So, Kurt, why don't you tell us what your funniest song pick is? Okay. So, this is, uh, again, this was pointed out to me by, <laughs> by Casey. Um, and it is a 15-minute long song called oh my. Chlorine Bacon Skin. Yeah. This and just, it's like an Austin Powers situation where he's peeing for so long that it, it's it's not funny. And then we go get over that, and then it's funny again. And then it's not funny. And then it's funny again because it's lasted just so long. So I'm going to play just a little bit of it. but Well, you can't play the whole 15 minutes. We don't have the rights. Right. And, <laughs> and frankly, there's not any single 30-second clip that's like, hysterical but i'm just going to play a little bit uh, near the beginning this song is cold this song is cold 
skin Is dedicated my first wave. Uh, name is. Uh, is he playing Hugh Hefner? What is he? He's supposed to be an old uh, man. She's just fat. I mean, he's clearly playing an old man. Like I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Is it Hugh Hefner? Who is he playing? Like I don't get it. So my understanding of this is that this is more stay on the drums and Prince on bass and doing the lyrics. And I believe it was one take. And they're just clowning. One 15-minute take. One 15-minute take. And there's stuff on here like... Um, and it's not like 1501. It's like longer than 15. It is a long song. It is. And he's like given like instructions to Morris Day playing the drums during the song. Like... Don't touch nothing. Don't you touch snare or cymbal. Just tap. Good God. I want to sing to this girl. And then... Uh, what the actual F? <laughs> then he's like, okay, open the hi-hat. Here we go. And then he opens up the hi-hat and start... And it's just this... It's... I, I cannot do it justice. It is is a really funny song. And I was, And it's on this weird album that... Uh, well, that uh, what was the other song? Movie Star was on, and I, I was not familiar with this with this album uh, prior to you know, it being pointed out to me. But it is hilarious. If you've got fifteen minutes to kill, sit down and enjoy Morris Day and Prince just totally clowning around because it's really cool. <laughs> well, I think that brings us to the time where we rate the sense of humor of Prince. So there are a couple of other things I wanted to talk about. Before of course we got there, there are, because this is what always happens with Kurt. <laughs> well, I do have notes, like stuff that I just wanted to talk about a little bit. The, uh, um, the, so did you see him on the new girl? You said you were a fan. No, of that show. I did not see him on the new oh, girl. Okay. And I love the new girl. I'm surprised I missed it, frankly, because I love yeah. Schmidt. Schmidt is basically who I am as a person. So, <laughs> Okay, so he's he's got a very you know that that reclusive kind of uh, personality when he seems to be acting. And on Saturday Night Live, where Fred Armisen does the Prince show, I think that that is a only slightly heightened version of his personality when he's acting. I absolutely yeah. love when uh, you know when he does that. Uh, but it's like I don't know. It's really. It, it's it's funny and kind of endearing, but uh, I was wondering. Uh, I was just hoping that you would have uh, seen the new girl because I well, I will watch it before our B sides comes out this week, Kurt. Okay, sounds good. That's so fair. that we can talk just about that. And did you see the Chappelle show when Charlie Murphy talked about hanging yes. out at Prince's house? Yes. Oh my god, that was hilarious. It was amazing. <laughs> and I. I, I tend to believe, I want to believe that, that it is as accurate as Charlie Murphy says it is. And he is a huge basketball fan. And so I tend to believe that that's true. So I hope, I hope it is. I will until someone tells me otherwise. Okay. So I didn't have anything else. So, so then this- let's rate the sense of humor of Prince. Okay. So this is, this is, Difficult it's difficult. It's difficult. He is so serious. His, his main, yes, his main vibe is serious and sexy. And sexy. Which <laughs> did we say that in unison? It's amazing. Possibly. Serious and sexy. That's that's who Prince. And is. seriously sexy. <laughs> also seriously sexy for all of the humanity. So to actually. So when he chooses to be funny, I find him very funny. But yeah. the 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 raw tonnage of the humor is not quite where where he is with a lot of other bands and a lot of other artists. However, uh, due to his just overall coolness and awesomeness, I'm going to give him a six for humor. That is where I landed as well. He gets a six from me. He is solidly in the humorous category. And because six sounds a lot like sex, and that just... That's just Prince! <laughs> that's Prince. So... All right, outstanding. 
Well, as our regular listeners know, we do an artist by me, and then Jen selects an artist. So Jen, what artist are we going to do next week? Well, nobody but the moldy peaches. Moldy peaches. All right. Outstanding. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. It'll be very lo-fi compared to this week. (laughs) Okay. Well, sounds good. So until next time, this is Kurt. And this is Jen. And And we we just just made made a podcast. podcast. Okay. One. That's our show. It's time to go. Gosh, that hour really went by fast. Hope you had fun. This ep is now done. Kurt and Jen made a podcast. Perfect. Is it though? Oh, my voice hurts my